Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And today we have another interview especial. Yes. I'm really excited today about our guest. Um, her name is Khalees. And she is actually a reproductive nurse. And... Friends, if you've been with us for a while, you know that we are on our fertility journey for a couple and a half years now, and we're about to start um, IVF, an IVF cycle. And so we have Khalees here who is like wealth of information and just an authority on this topic. And so we're so, so excited to have her. Um, besides that, she lives in Colorado, which has a very special place in both Mikey's and my hearts. And so um, we're just so thrilled to have Khalees here. And so without further ado, I'm just going to say hello to Khalees. And um, Khalees, why don't you give us some nuggets? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, not that exciting. So <laughs> so sorry. I, I know we want this podcast to, you know, just really scream, you know, excitement, but you invited me. So should I blame you for all of this? No, I, I have been a nurse my whole life. When I was, my parents told me from the minute I could talk, I always said, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm just going to be a nurse. Oh, so awesome. I've been very, I've been really, you know, blessed to just be able to help take care of, every, you know, of people in, in all mm. walks of life, basically. So mm. my career really started um, as a NICU nurse. So a neonatal intensive care mm. unit nurse. Wow. So those are little tiny premature babies. Um, and then yeah, I'm, the, I'm when, the brother of a, uh, my sister's a 24 weeker. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah. yeah, she was, and she was born in '85 at one pound eleven ounces, so she was early and tiny. Yeah. She's a miracle baby. Do they know why she delivered early? No, um, I think there's, a, you know, we went to Bermuda um, on a trip, and then like came back, and my and my mom's water broke, and I think like mm, anecdotally, my mom has always blamed that. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. I, she might know more specific reasons. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't blame Bermuda for anything. So <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be in Bermuda? But yes. But um, Mikey, that's actually something in your history that needs to be revealed. If you haven't spoken with your reproductive endocrinologist, that's information they need to know about. Oh, oh okay. interesting. Huh. It can yeah. it can be actually a genetic disposition for your family. Huh. It's really, really important. So if you okay. haven't expressed that, make sure you let them know. Um okay. there there's some things we can look at and just make sure that um your swimmers, you know, are adequate and your family history and your genetic line is not going to, you know, cause Rin to go into labor at twenty four weeks. Nobody wants that. Right. I mean, your sister right. was probably in the hospital for three or four months, I bet. Yeah, at, at yeah. least. I mean, I was five when she was born, so I don't have a huge memory of it, but it was a long time. I mean, she was in an incubator. She right. had, at the time, she was the smallest baby in the world to have open heart surgery. Oh, did she have um, a, do you know what she had? <laughs> you probably oof, don't. I, did she have I a PDA? don't. 
Oh, good question. I, public displays of affection? She was definitely... <laughs> no. yeah, she was making out with the other babies. It was, it was really inappropriate. No. no, she... I don't know. She had so many surgeries. I mean, she had like... I don't even know, 15 surgeries before she was five or something. I mean, it was just a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, you know, tubes in her ears, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, she she was in the hospital for a long time. How is she now? She's great. I mean, she's really? she's an avid listener to the podcast. She's, yeah. like, yeah. super active. She lives in Denver on her own. Um, yeah. She has some developmental disabilities. But, but ultimately, like, you know, she's just an awesome – what is she, 36? 35 yeah awesome 35 year old that's just really involved really into sports and um for the most part i think she's great yeah shout out to her that's awesome um so was she born in colorado yeah she was born in colorado springs at um memorial hospital dang it because i was gonna be like if she's 36 i guess that's a little before my time but I, i would be like wouldn't that be cool if i were her nurse That'd be so awesome. Oh, my God. Well, and it's well, the thing is about it that I was going to say is she was in the hospital for a long enough time that we became like we're still really, really close friends with almost all of her nurses. Amazing what you develop with. I mean, those are like those are our babies. We Mm. we get offended if anybody touches them. We get offended. We even get uh, we cry when they go home. We're like, that was my baby. I took care of that baby every single day. That was my baby. So, yeah, so really Khalees, how how long did you how long were you a NICU nurse and then what was the decision to to change gears? Yeah, sorry, I digressed off to that because that was really interesting. But Mikey, seriously, that's in, that's important information in your current state of affairs right now. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll t- so I will totally that bring show. that up with them. Yeah. Yes, okay. love it. Okay, uh, I was a NICU nurse for seventeen years. And then um, our unit closed. They closed all of the women's services. Bastards. Wow. Yeah. They closed, yeah. Um, they closed labor and delivery. And so when they did that, I thought, well, I either want to be a neonatal nurse practitioner. Mm. And I actually did start school to do that. Uh, or I want to go into the fertility world because some of my babies were, you know, from fertility. So I yeah. kind of knew a little bit about those processes and I, you know, I really wanted to, to dive into um, creating embryos. I just thought that was fascinating. I love genetics. I love embryology, love that kind of stuff. And I was fortunate enough to just get a job right away in fertility. And that was about 11 years ago. So wow. I've been doing it a while and um, it's, um, it's more challenging than I thought it would be. It's not mm. anything that you learn in school. Fertility isn't, there's no nursing class in fertility. Mm. How so? What, like, what's the, well, what do you for, mean by that? Yeah, for example, um, in nursing school, you do rotations and you'll do like an orthopedic rotation. You'll do a psych rotation. Mm. You'll do, mm. you know, all of those things. There's nothing in fertility. You know, I, I, I got into fertility. I'm like, luteal phase? What the flip are you guys talking about? Luteal phase? I, I, what? So, you know, I'm like, you mean I had a luteal phase? You know, so it's just, yeah. It was just, I, I was blindsided when I got to all that. And wow. What do you, yeah, what do you attribute that to? Like, why do, why do you think that they don't have that? I mean, is it kind of seen as like 
Well, I don't know. I, I've I've kind yeah. of as I've been talking with people about IVF, like some people have kind of implied to me like, oh, that's like like akin to plastic surgery or something. Like it's like right. an elective thing that like right. is for fancy that. people and not necessary. And it's <laughs> an interest. I never. Well, super. I mean, if we're Obviously. not we're not on video right now, but I have so many diamonds on. I bet you're blinged yeah. out. Blinged out. All those diamonds we're gonna have to sell to do this next um, IVF yeah. cycle. But I know you are, and that really sucks. There, there's a couple of things that came up when you said that, Mikey. Um, as far as it being related to plastic surgery, mm. it is right now. It's changing, I hope. But right now it is considered elective, which it should not yeah. be, but it is. It's considered elective. And that's part of the reason that insurance has so much trouble, you know, covering IVF. Right, right. And Yeah, we had we had a friend that yeah, they uh, totally. And we have some friends that um, had IVF twins two and a half years ago, something like that. And she worked for Kaiser at the time and they were able to like you know, kind of bank shot, get this ins- yeah. supplemental insurance that covered 80 retroactively covered 80% of their IVF. And so I'm like, Oh man, I've never that's heard unreal. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so unreal. I've been doing this. Yeah. I've been doing this like deep dive on insurance to try to find, and there's like, you know, multi-cycle coverage from certain companies and there's like right. some other things, but basically they make it like Unless your employer insurance covers it, and unless you're mm-hmm. in one of the 16 states that requires it, you're mm-hmm. kind of shit out of luck. Right. You really are. Are we allowed to mention like brand companies on the podcast? Please. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, for example, Starbucks, if you work for Starbucks for six months, they cover an IVF cycle. What? Just FYI. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I gotta go. I've, yeah, I've gotta go and get my application <laughs> in. Personal barista, right there at your house. Well, I was gonna say I'm, I've yeah. been a chef for the last decade, so maybe I hope that my culinary skills will get me the Starbucks job that I need. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's Hollywood. So there's there's that. I know a lot of my patients. That's something that they do when they come to us and realize what the cost is going to be after they're diagnosed. They'll mm. go get a job at Starbucks part time, you know, and and do their do their six months, and I think you may have to sign a, a year contract with them. I'm not really sure. Right. I think it probably varies, but there's also like, for example, out here in Colorado, Google is pretty big. They just built some, you know, mm-hmm. big gigantic Google offices. What Google is doing is they are they give they completely cover benefits for IVF. And what they are really seeking out is they want to keep young people working there during their, I'm doing quotation marks, you can't see me, productive (laughs) years (laughs) so that they can go and bank embryos or bank their eggs, work during their productive years. And then when they turn 40 and they're not apparently productive anymore, they they can go have their babies. They can go have their geriatric pregnancy while they're not productive yeah. anymore. Yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. And, yeah, and then have their baby yeah. in the pasture and, uh, and be put out yeah. to the pasture for the rest of their lives. Right. Wow, that's that's kind of gross. Huh. That's so <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mean, awesome I've... that they're helping people out, but like a little right. bit 1984 right. But the, mind, or... the mindset of that is really interesting, you know? Yes. So. Yes. 
You you yeah, mentioned is a huge problem. There's there's a there's yeah. a lot of activity um, with reproduction, you know, in the Senate and that sort of thing, and and lobbying, mm. and it's mm. it's starting to look a little better, especially in Colorado right now. It's looking a little better, but it's still a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, guys. So so you're you're a nurse. You must just see. Oh. You must just see it all. Because I know that Mm -hmm. for us, we spent time with the reproductive endocrinologist. And Mm -hmm. he's a lovely human. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but it was very clinical, all of Mm -hmm. the information that we received. And there was lots of charts and graphs and, um, you know, (laughs) some amount of doom and gloom. Because of my age, I'm 39. Um, And then when we went You're almost through your productive years. That's correct. <laughs> that is absolutely right. <laughs> um, I was about to do. A, I'm. I'm planning a, for her 40th birthday a Viking funeral for her. I'm just going to push her out on a on a boat yes, and fire yes. flaming it's arrows into it. Just, you're done. Right out yes. there. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You, you go ahead. No, no. But the I just remember sitting with the nurse and really feeling. Um, uh, like held by her in some way and really mm-hmm. heard and mm-hmm. there was just a a, a real sweetness yeah. um, mm-hmm. that that both of us felt and I think we both needed um, right. at that moment. So I, I right. would just love for you to to sort of speak to what because your job must just entail so many things and so much emotion right. and I just wonder if you could if you could speak to that a little bit. For sure. The emotional part is, is pretty difficult, it, mm-hmm. and it's very unique to each patient or to each couple. And that was one thing that I, I really had to learn, too. I mean, in the NICU, there was a lot of emotion there also, especially, you know, when I would tell a parent that they can't even touch their baby. That was That's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I developed some of that, and that was good. But in the fertility world, what I have found is emotions run extremely high. You know, we feel you guys full of hormones and we expect you to act normal. And that's just not (laughs) even realistic. It's just not. And so I, my nursing style, I'm pretty firm. Hmm. If I tell you to do something, I expect you to do it. And if you don't do it, don't come back to me and, and cry about it. And so when you talk about this nurse that had that sweetness, mm. there is, I, I might be pretty sweet at the beginning, but if you're not following, you know, your protocol that the physician has laid out for you, I'm going to really put my hand down and I'm just going to say, here's why things aren't happening like they're supposed to. Yeah. And here's the outcome because you didn't huh. do what you were supposed to do. God, so, I so... I appreciate that. I might be very different. Yeah, I might be very different. Like I work with so many that are so sweet and just always sweet all the time. And I do Mm. ask them, how do you do that? Because it kind of (laughs) upsets me a little bit when I work with a patient for six months. And it's like, you're still not doing what I ask you to do. And it's so frustrating. And wait, so, so can you yeah. can you elaborate on that? Like, would it be not taking the medications or not mm-hmm. doing the injections at the right time or something? Because it, it right that... now. Now, I do have a I do have a lot of empathy for patients who are not in the medical field that sure. are having to mix their own meds, you know, yeah. follow this ridiculous protocol 
you know, injections sure. in the morning, injections even in the evening, you know, you, we've got sure. three things crammed up your vagina. We, you know, it's just like, <laughs> there's just, it's so much. Yes. And so I have a lot of empathy with that. And I don't mind, you know, a phone call every single day. Okay. I put two CCs in my menopure vial and now, you know, did I calculate that out right? And am I doing it right? I don't mind that at all because you, you're just not familiar with that. That's not something that you do every day. I had to go sure. to school to learn how to do that. Yet I send right. you home, you know, on your own. Have, have, have fun with that, you know? Right. And that's hardly did you guys, fair. In, in school, did you have a class about vaginal cramming? <laughs> <laughs> I've got, how many things can you ultimately cram in the vagina? I know. Isn't it awful? It's, well, it's, uh, I mean, and, and estrogen, just, Viagra oh. for the vagina. Is that right? Viagra? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. It's I, not for I'm you, learning Mikey. all the things. What is, what's the, what's the Viagra in the vagina? Uh, what does that stimulate? Blood flow. Um, okay. The cavity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I guess that, yeah, that makes interesting sense. story. Viagra actually started in the NICU. Um, it was to increase cardiac output for um, those little NICU pumpkin heads. And oh, um, awesome. it, it found all of these other fun benefits. So I know all the little baby boners. <laughs> yeah, little, and that's how we knew. I'm like, yesterday he was two. That's amazing. He's three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Gosh, I mean, it's. I well, I will say that um, Corinne, more than anyone I've ever known, is like the rule followiest, especially with this stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. she has—it's unbelievable to yeah. see how disciplined she is around this stuff. So you yeah. would love her as a patient. We yes. would work so well together, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but there are—you know—there are some of those patients that I get really frustrated with when they're not doing what we've asked them to do or what we've laid out. Either because mm. they read on the internet something, you know, I, I, that's going to cause cancer later on down the road, you know, or, right. you know, and that, if that's a concern, I need you to talk to me about that. And right. I need to show you data that tells you that short-term usage doesn't, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever the effects are. Um, right. So there, yeah, but that, you know, and even, I even had things like uh, vitamin D. Do you take vitamin D? I do. Good. How much are you taking? So I have um, in my prenatal, there's 2,000, and then I take another three on top of that. So Good. I just had my my D tested. What was it? What I were those in results? Febru in yeah, February, and it was about 49. Oh, good. Um, good. Okay. Yeah, mine was abysmal when we first moved to Portland. and isn't, I have, it a, isn't it crazy? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I've gotten it up over the past year or so um, to be mm -hmm. really good, really good. Good. Within range, so. That's um, perfect. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm have i an acupuncturist myself, and so right. I've been doing acupuncture for years and then um, seeing a naturopath. I really, you know, was in a lot of ways committed to um, to hopefully conceiving naturally. Um, we course. discovered that um, I have PCOS, which is something that mm. I wasn't diagnosed with when I was younger because I was having regular periods yeah. and um, wasn't really having 
a ton of symptoms until we really took a look at my blood work and saw, whoa, that testosterone is really high and that AMH is really high. And so, um, you know, really started to put the pieces together and figure out, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's why yeah. conception has been so difficult. And, you know, I am of advanced maternal age. And so... <laughs> <laughs> productive years out the window. That's so correct. That was, do you know what your resting follicle count was? Yes, when I had gotten that initial ultrasound. Do you remember, Mikey? The exact number? Yeah. I think it was around 22. No, it was more than that because right, was it, it was right and left. Side. Yeah, right and left ovary 17 together. 17 and 22. I 17 think and 22. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 39. 39, yeah. I, I believe. Okay. okay. Yeah. That sounds about right with PCOS. So, yeah, it's it's putting that whole puzzle piece together, isn't it? Something. So, did they put you on anything that helps you absorb insulin a little bit better, like metformin? Metformin, yes. Okay. Yep. So okay, both, good. Um, good. Both metformin and myo myonositol, um, and that was all through my through my naturopath. Um, okay. And I, you know, when I sort of put all those puzzle pieces together, I thought, okay, let's let's. Um, Let's see if we can conceive naturally. We'll we'll try this for another few months. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at a certain point it just um we're 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 getting fatigued <laughs> a little bit. I and know. just and and also I don't want to push things out too far, right? I know that there's no like magic reproductive age necessarily, but right. I'm also just aware that um you know, I, we really want to have a baby at the end of the day and there's a lot of different ways to become a mommy. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's really, that's where we're at. That's the decision we came to. And it was a really tough one. Um, I love how realistic you are though. Yeah. You're, you know, even at this point, and I know you've been through a lot because I've listened to some of your podcasts. I know you've, Mm. you know, you've talked a little bit about you had a miscarriage, correct? I did. Yeah. 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 So I love that you've gotten your brain to the point to where you're saying, you know, we just want a baby and how that picture looks, you know, we're not, we don't really care. We, we want our family and it may be something completely different than what you've got in mind at this point, but you're open to that. And that's, that's a hard step to get to. And I'm really proud of you for already being at that step. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you say you're yeah. not you're not like uh you know you're a hard driver nurse that just got me yeah. a little teary. So you are oh, I'm so you've sorry. got that sweetness too. <laughs> I, oh yeah. no, we're I, we're a crying household. I with my patients a lot. That's okay. So yeah. I do I do want to talk to you a little bit about your cycle. So you stated that you were on um birth control pills now, right? So I start as soon as I, I'm due to get my period here in a couple days. So once okay. that happens, then I start. So I've got it all on the counter, my birth okay. control pills, um, my steroids, and my antibiotic. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. Yeah. So I hope you don't start your period in a couple of days. And this is Wouldn't a that be point, wonderful? but yes. So you're going you're gonna to start your birth control pill on cycle day three, correct? Yes, that's my all understanding. Right. All right. And you know that cycle day one is your first full flow day, correct? I, yes, I do. Okay. Are you pretty, 
you said you were pretty regular with PCOS, which is unusual. Yes. Which confuses the whole puzzle. Right. Well, and this is why I think I didn't get a diagnosis for so long Mm -hmm. because it wasn't, Mm -hmm. yeah, there wasn't, I have had some wonky cycles with like travel or increased stress, but it really, it, it, for the most part for, you know, as long as I've been menstruating, it's been, it's been pretty regular. Okay. Um, Are you a big bleeder though, or do you just spot a lot? It's on the heavier side, um, but again, it's not like I was using tampons for a while. I use a cup now. It's not like I was changing my tampon every hour or something like that. Um, So yeah, nothing really remarkable there. All right. So um, when you go, well, let me back up. When you start your period, you'll call Mm -hmm. your nurse, right? Yep. Be like, yep. Start my period, and she'll be like, "Okay, great. You're going to start your birth control pills on cycle day three. Now, are they yes. going to bring you in for labs and ultrasound on cycle day three? Ooh, that is an excellent question. I don't. You're not sure. Okay. I don't know the answer to that. I just wondered if they were going to look at your lining and confirm your that it you know was a good period start because we really one of the things that a birth control pill does is mm. it um, it really helps you have a nice bleed. I know Mikey loves it when we talk about nice bleeds, but oh. I'm, I'm all about it. I've always, I've always celebrated a wonderful cycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you have a nice bleed, you shed off all that really, you know, old lining that we don't want anymore. And yes, it makes this yes. beautiful uterus. And that's what we want. Yes. Yes. And so yes. that's one of the we, reasons we call it a uterus. Beautiful uterus. A uterus. <laughs> A buterus. <laughs> that. Um, so I bet you thought it was unusual when they told you you were going to start on birth control pills. Oh, right? totally. It seems you were like, completely counterintuitive. What? Yeah. Yeah. Had you been on birth control pills in the past, like as a teenager and yes. young Yes. Yep. When okay. I was younger. Okay. Yep. And in my, okay. into my, you know, kind of mid, mid to late twenties. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and see, it, it's funny. We've, We've talked about this on the podcast that you spend oftentimes so much of your early reproductive years trying to not get pregnant (laughs) and doing all the things you can. And then, you know, in my head, I thought, well, as soon as I'm ready to get pregnant, I'm just going to get pregnant, right? Like I'm not going to, you know, we're going to pull all these goalies and it's just going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Uh, And it doesn't. And then it's like, now what? Yeah. Right. Right. So so one thing... One thing from the very beginning is um, we like to control you. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) Yes, yes. One way to control you is to put you on the birth control pill because I can tell you exactly when to start taking it, exactly when to stop taking it so that I can kind of plan your cycle for your injections, your stimulate, you know, to stimulate those ovaries. Yes, yes. So so it's all the above. Now, being PCOSer and being mm-hmm. on the pill is beneficial, actually. Mm. It, can, How so? it can help you just because it helps you control a cycle. It right. helps build right. that lining up so that you will right. have a bleed, so that we know, right. you know, the lining is nice and fresh. Because huh. some PCOS patients, and I don't know if you knew this or not, I'm sure you've Googled it to death, but um, <laughs> they only have a bleed once or twice a year. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then timing, you know, intercourse and trying to get pregnant would just be nearly impossible. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Sure. Yeah. Impossible. So, all right. So I'm excited for you to have a good bleed. Get started on your birth control pills. Yes. And then they will probably put you on it from about 18 days to, they could probably go up to 23 days. It depends on okay. how they want to schedule out your injectables. Now, have you gone over any of your injectables or anything like that yet? Well, I have a tidy little calendar that, okay. that gives me sort of the layout of, you know, theoretically when the injectables are going to happen and we have a list of the injectables but I don't okay. and we we have our um our video our injectables video that we're going to watch okay. this weekend good, good. <laughs> um, yeah do it but because we Mikey yeah will have to help you with a couple of those probably yeah some in of the them booty are shots right yeah some yes. of them are oh, I'm your pumped belly. about it yes yes I love it I, I have Oh my God, I'm I'm so in love with things like that. It's like, I mean, it's the whole reason that I became a chef is I love the kind of intimate nature of like being able to like, you know, get into a big thing of meat or, cut, you know, I just, I like getting down and dirty. So yeah, injecting, done. Well, and Khalees also, something about Mikey, he throughout this whole process has, has really, um, He's always asking, what can I do? What can, is there anything I, I can do? Should I go I get know. another semen analysis? Should I, yeah. you know? And so yeah. he, I think that Mikey having a, a task and, a and for him to be a really, yes, a really important yeah, I hear part that of this a lot. is going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. Yo. Tell me, tell me about your swimmers. Yeah, they're, they're pretty great. I mean, so I've had. Yeah, I had a semen analysis, let's see, uh, a year ago and then like six or seven months ago. Um, And basically, like my count is really great. The only thing that was a little bit off was uh, morphology and then volume. So, but my count is something, is like 70 million. Um, My, all the other numbers were way, way, way good. Um, And then, but yeah, morphology was a little off. And so I started on... What was I taking? Some a bunch of antioxidants. I was taking a bunch of antioxidants, a yeah. bunch of supplements, and then I brought that number up by the second time um, to a really good or level down. or down. Wonder, I guess it yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, and then the only thing was just volume. So there's okay. not much of it, but there's tons in it. <laughs> <laughs> very concentrated. Very concentrated. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I like to. Th- yeah, I like to think of it like orange juice concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah well. gross. <laughs> but yeah, but and of and of course, um, so but yeah, and I'm gonna get another semen analysis, even though Corinne is like, you don't need another one because I just want to yeah. feel like I'm act like proactively doing something, and I well, know kind of like where my current information is. Well, Mikey, it sounds like you you are proactive. You're taking a crazy amount of medications to increase mm. that morphology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that is something. That's more than a lot of guys will do. Let me tell you. Uh, you're eating uh, yeah, healthy because I, I yep. hear your podcast and it makes me salivate all over my chin. <laughs> and I'm like, That's great. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you're, you're also, you know, taking, you're by her side and that's what she yeah. needs right now. She needs you by her side. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's one, talk of, a little, one let's of the talk hard, a little bit. Go ahead. I was just going to say one of the hard things in this process is Corona. 
And I'm not going to be able to be with her for a lot of the things like our clinic that we're going to is wonderful and like world renowned and, but they're really implementing a lot of, you know, huge safety measures. So I can't be there for a lot of the procedures. Right. Oh, I hate that so much. Oh, I Um, hate it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you know, way back in the day, like 80, 70, 60 years ago or whatever, the husbands couldn't even be in when their child was born. So we've come a long way. So you you at least will get to do that. But Mikey, I want to talk about your volume of your sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Because your concentration is so great, I doubt there's any anatomical issues and they probably covered that with you. So that's good. That's a really good thing. Um, Yeah. But Sometimes volume is an issue related to hydration. Are you really good about hydrating? Ooh, I mean, I'm good about, I'm decent. Ab- no, he's not, okay. Police. Okay. No. Well, okay. one of the hard things, one of the hard things is that I come from a family of sweaters. And so it's hard for me to, even if I'm drinking at full amounts, I'm like, it's hard for me to like keep up with hydration. But no, I'm not, I am not the best with hydration and I definitely could improve upon that. Okay, so now's the time. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're in crunch time right now. We are in yep. crunch time. All right. So I yes. don't care if we need to put a hose down your throat and turn it on, but we got to get we got to get some fluids in you. I've got and, I've got a half gallon mason jar of water in front of me right now, and I'm going to chug it on microphone. Okay, bring true. it. Yes. Glug glug glug. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely something that. Um, I'm also in my my job. I'm oftentimes, um, if I'm at my desk, it's great. But if I'm like around in the kitchen and stuff, it's 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 hard for me to really stay on top of it. But yeah, I will. That will 100 percent be okay. a task that okay. I will. I I'm I'm aiming for clear pee. Yes, clear pee is awesome. Do you have a just wear your Camelback, man? I you're mm-hmm. you got a Camelback, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I've got one of the. I think it's a hundred yeah. ounce Camelback or whatever. Yeah, I'll wear it. Or the it. or the hat that has the tube big bottles of water and the straw that comes down. Totally. I, I I have many of those. Okay, I knew you did. I knew you did. So anything like that, uh, and just sometimes you can you can set a timer that reminds you to drink your water. Every 15 yes. minutes, drink some water. Okay? That's so smart. That will help with your volume. All right? Sometimes okay, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Some, sometimes those old firms, they get really viscous. Mm, and, yeah. and that's that's never a good thing. They get kind of sticky, so we want to yeah. we want to avoid that. Yeah, let's we don't like up a we don't bit. like that viscous of the vaginas anyway. So let's no, let's we don't avoid that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, okay. I'll wet them up. Do it, lube them. <laughs> I love lube it. Them up. I love it. Lube them up. <laughs> yeah. And then, as far as the morphology, sometimes that's hereditary. And sometimes mm. there's not much you can do about that. That's actually the ability to penetrate and fertilize an egg. I'm not really sure. Did they explain all that to you? Yeah, I mean, yes. Okay. In you okay. know, it, they explained it, and then I also did some internet dives, and I think of I generally understand it. Okay. But yeah, it's, okay. I can. I mean, I guess proactively, I can just call my dad and tell him thanks for the stupid looking sperm. <laughs> Pretty much. Thank, thanks for the blockheads, much. Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think everything else sounds like you're, you're on spot. With yeah, I hope so. I mean, sort of the, 
And this was one of the things that, like, you know, for us felt like it was just ultimately, like, making us, like, great candidates for IVF Mm -hmm. is that I have a lot of, you know, spermies to choose from that are seemingly healthy. Corinne Mm -hmm. has... um, you know, a fair amount of follicles that are, that are, you know, could be harvested. And, and it's just the, the meeting of the two that's been difficult, you know, and it's right. over two and a half years, we've had one pregnancy and it's, um, and the, you know, when we started talking to them about IVF, it was like, oh, I think we're actually could be, this could be really great for us. Yeah. Absolutely. It, you know, and IVF has come so far, uh, there's, I don't know what clinic you're at, but um, some of the clinics here in the clinic that I work for, we have about a 70 to 75% success rate with women in the 39 year old category. <laughs> and awesome. so it's, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> yes. That's, that's like, here's your baby. There you go. And so, Khalees, let me, let me ask you about that. So with yeah. that success rate, is that with, um, multiple IVF cycles? Is that with just one cycle? How do you guys figure that number out? That, that Well, we base it on live birth rate. Got, okay. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not, we don't take, for example, this, if this were your third IVF try, mm-hmm. those three are counted in that. It's not just one okay. cycle because yep. you're one person. It's three okay. cycles. So okay. that is counted yep. in that number. Um, okay. And live birth rate is what we want. I don't care about pregnancies. I mean, I do right. care. You know, I care. Right. <laughs> I care right. deeply. But, you, but it's it's but a baby at the I end that you're looking for. I want to see a baby. Yes. You know, yeah. great. You got, you got a positive home pregnancy test. That's awesome. You know, let's take it to term. Right. So that's and it's, what yeah, I want to see. Our clinic is... Um, in Portland is a, is a place that people come from. I mean, the more, the first time that we went there, there was a f- couple from France and there was a couple from, I think it was Abu Dhabi. Like it's mm-hmm. a place where people come to have babies because their, their live birth rates are so high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I'm, and I'm yeah. glad that you researched that before you went with the low dollar person versus the right. life birth rate person. So smart totally. on your part. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean yeah. there's and there's basically like kind of uh two, you know, two main shows in town in in Portland. Mm-hmm. And um and the other one is um is a big research hospital here and that's and they're wonderful and like you know we really totally trust them, but I think us, you know, especially now with everything that's going on, this is the place that we're going is a standalone clinic. Mm-hmm. Um that's relatively small in size, so it's very clean, it's very safe, like we can kind of be in and out and you're not having to go into like a hospital building with multiple floors of lots of different people, oh. you know, doing yeah. their thing. Yeah. And yeah, having that's the great. afflictions that they have. So, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. I'm willing to pay the premium to be you know, in a place that's really, really safe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now they do retrievals right there on site and the whole bit. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. And do they store embryos there on site also? They sure do. And they were, I remember when we were first there and they were sort of talking about the, the temperature controls in each Mm. room and on each floor because the lab Mm -hmm. has to be a certain temperature and they want the, you know, your meeting room to be a certain temperature. Right, right. um, I don't know if you (laughs) – I'm I'm giving myself a shout-out, but I don't know if you listened to my podcast that came out on Wednesday, but it was with an embryologist. 
here in Colorado. Oh, wait, I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, she's amazing. She started in um, equine embryology. Oh, so oh yes, I yeah. totally. Okay, so this is the one I started this morning, yeah. and then yeah. we didn't get to it's finish long. it yet. It's freaking long. <laughs> so sorry, but That's she was great. so interesting. I couldn't tell her to stop. It was so good. So, well, that was the thing is I, I came downstairs because we were going to listen to your mo- you know your most recent episode, and I, the first thing that I was hearing was equine, equine, and I was like, are we talking about horses? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> But the reason I wanted you to listen to it was what you just mentioned, the temperature control, the way that they monitor those embryos every day so that you feel safe for you. Those are your babies. They are taking care of your babies right there, you know, and the way she talks about how she touches, you know, the little embryos every day that she leaves, give them a little Mm. blessing every day she leaves. It's beautiful, beautiful. So you need to feel confident that your babies from the day of conception are taken care of. And it sounds like you do. And I think that's that's, that's huge, huge. Yeah. And I, you know, you mentioned this earlier, but, you know, I know that I'm really putting my uterus and ovaries in their hands. And so I feel, um, I do feel really, yes, totally. They are, they are the puppeteers. Um, and I, I do feel really secure and really confident. Um, it's a, it's a, an environment that neither Mike or I have really ever been in before. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very clinical. Um, but that, the the environment itself makes me feel really comforted because I just uh-huh. know that we've got we've got our experts we've got people oh. that know what the fuck they're right. doing and so, right um, right and so I well, I just feel really good about that good well she even talks about you know people who who talk about how expensive IVF is and they don't understand why it's so expensive and she talks about some of the tools that she uses and how mm-hmm. expensive those tools are. They're, you know, like she uses joysticks to, to, you know, what they do is they grab the sperm and they break its tail and then they put the sperm in, the, you know, and it's like they use these joysticks to, to do it with. Wow. And they're like $100,000 a piece. And even the specific wow. needles, you know, that are specialized just for IVF, it's just, it's so expensive. So she wow. talks to that a little bit. And I think that helps, mm. you know, kind of understand you want to spend money on good equipment and good people. Yes. Mm. Yeah. God, thanks for saying that. Cause yeah. we, yeah. we've had, um, you know, we, we just got the, the final bill. I don't know, maybe 10 days ago. No. It's, it's yeah, it is. That was exactly the reaction. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I, it's so, it's really good to hear that, that you, you know, you are spending that money on, on your experts and like you said mm-hmm. on the people that are that are handling your yeah. little future babe yeah well yeah. it's like and at the end at the end of the day it's you know it's like when you're buying a house um you know it's i think you can kind of you set your budget and you're like at the, you know i've always looked at it like at the end of the day i want a house that i love and mm-hmm. if that means that it's going to be the top of my budget even if that means that i'm like let's say i, I might have overpaid for a house because of the market in a particular moment or whatever well my budget was my budget i love this house therefore i'm willing to pay this amount for it and so for us it's like yes it's going to be you know probably $30,000 and 
but we want a baby out of it. And we kind of like, at the end of the day, the baby is worth it, you know, it's weight in gold and the, Mm. you know, we expect to spend that amount of money. And so it's like, okay, I don't know. Let's just, we got to move forward and trust that it's the best people. And then it's support we're going to be super supported. And at the end of it, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. So, um, I do want to hear from you guys when, um, when you get going, like after you start your period and you're on the birth control pill, I, I want to talk to you about your calendar and yes. your injections and those sorts of things. And, and let's talk through some things because oh I think God, the listeners, please, I love the that. listeners are really, you know, that's really what they want. They're like, what's it like? What's it like? Yes. Can we yes. help? Can yes. we experience it with somebody, please? And yes. to have a nurse patient relationship on a podcast that's free to anybody to listen to. Yes. Uh, who, who says no to free education? Right. I, amen, sister. Well, yeah. what, I'm, what I'm hearing is a collaboration, an ongoing collaboration. This is going to be like the Fast and the Furious movies. We're going to do Man, yeah. so many sequels. It's going to be great. I, we, would, we would love to do follow-up episodes with you and kind of like, and have you be like our resident fertility nurse to help us along the way if you're down. Yeah. Oh, I would love Sounds that. amazing. Oh, amazing. But please, please always correct me if I go against something that your um, physician or your nurse says, because I would never, ever say anything to, um, you know, to corrupt what's going on in your relationship yeah, with them. Course. So we yeah. I just just be cognizant of. of- yeah. Or our priest. We, <laughs> we rely on our on our priest for most of our medical wisdom. So. <laughs> just kidding oh, yeah, for sure. no offense if that's something that our listeners do but right oh i've i've recruited you know every saint every yeah yeah every spell every i'm not goddess gonna, i'm not gonna lie for the first time maybe a week ago or so because we're you know we're in that interim period of oh, yeah. you know after ovulation and between question mark, you know, maybe she's pregnant. And I was in our guest bedrooms because I was watching violent television that my wife can't watch. And so I stayed in the guest bedroom that night, but I prayed. Wow. Yeah. Like I literally wow. like laid in bed, put my hands together. I've never prayed before. And I was like, I, wow. I don't Do you know if you're listening. Helped? We've never, um, unclear. It helped me. It felt, yeah. it felt mm-hmm. good, but it was, mm-hmm. um, as a, as an atheist, agnostic, whatever I am, it was a weird, mo- weird thing to do, but yeah. I, but I felt, yeah. I felt good about it, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Good. Wow. Sometimes even just saying things out loud. That's right. Will yeah, we'll take a burden off your shoulders or lift, your, you know, lift your heart just a little bit. Yeah. And that's yeah. all you're going to need to get through this. I mean, that constant, um, you know, just, just the will to go on and continue to do this. It just, it's yes. a lot, you guys. It's just so much. And, and you're still married. We are. And and maybe better than ever, to be honest See? with you. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's yep. really unusual. I, I looked up a statistic the other day on um, NICU couples. Mm. I think it said 82% ended in divorce. Wow. So you wow. two are amazing. And, mm. and, and, People need to know that they can get through it too. They just have oh. to trust each other, lean on each You're other. You're amazing. Yeah. 
You are amazing, Khalees. You've like given us some tidbits. You've been showed such great empathy. You're like, let's do this again. Let's check in. You are just a phenomenal human. And it was so, so fun to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Well, I am so excited for you guys. Anytime anyone decides to go to IVF, I'm just on cloud nine because I just feel like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to. It's going to work out. It's just going to be great. Yes. Yeah. I know. I'm feeling really hopeful. Feeling yeah. really yeah. like yeah. I'm ready for, Mikey said, I love following rules. I'm ready for all the things I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do them to a T. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, we've been giving it the proper college try for, yes. for over two years. So it's like, if this was like three months in or something, I would be like, eh, let's just wait on it. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we've, you know, exhausted our resources, both emotionally and uh, yes. I think mostly emotionally. We're just yeah. like, all right, we're ready to let the pros take over for a little bit. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm glad you guys are still having fun having sex though. Cause that's one of the big, the first things that goes out the window. For sure. They're like, yeah. You know, they're they're over it. There's no attraction at all. So yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, it becomes so this mechanical yeah. thing with a goal. And we, yeah, we intentionally talked about that at the beginning. We're like, you know, we really want this to stay something that's fun and light and bright and beautiful and. And um and I think we've done a really good job of that. Yeah. The the hard part is the you know the two week wait right the two week <laughs> wait and then the negative pregnancy test. It's just that's a punch um you know kind of spiritual punch in the gut that just is getting tiresome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated those phone calls for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me sad. well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like a million times, thank you. This was really so so incredibly fun. Um, oh, you guys are great. Yeah, and I just I see us I see us talking to you soon in the very yeah. near future. Yeah, let Khalid, me know. You've Khalid, got my number. Yeah. Keep me updated on highlights, and let's uh, let's uh, work on this together. I'd we'll totally it. do that. Why don't Khalees, Why don't you tell people where they can listen to your podcast or yes. what it's called? Oh yeah, fertility. Let's be honest. Do you see? Do you see where I got that? Because I'm just like, come on, people. Let's be honest about this fertility situation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love really it. I love it anymore. So fertility. Let's be honest. Um, at Fertility Pod, it's on all podcast venues. Anything, Apple, Spotify, whatever you guys want to listen to, it's out there. And right. I'm happy to, um, you know, read all of your questions. Contact me on the website. Whatever you guys want to do, I'm here for you. Great. And why don't you give us your website? Because you also offer um, fertility coaching. Am I right? I, I do. It's, you know, it wouldn't be my favorite thing to do because. Okay. I, but, but it is on there. And, um, you know, I would, I'm more than happy to answer any questions and talk to anybody, but fertility coaching isn't my favorite thing to do, but okay. yeah, it's out there for you guys if you want it for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So why don't you yeah, give us your website? Yeah. Fertilitypod.com. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, Khalise, you yeah. are a gem. Thank you so oh, much. Yay. And, um, yay. We will. I'm, I'm really we'll proud sure of you guys. You're doing soon. great. You're doing great. You really are. Your <laughs> attitudes are wonderful. So hang in there. Okay. Thank you. We so All appreciate right. it. You talk bet. to you we'll soon. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow. Jeez.
she was a dream. She's awesome.